This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Eternal Dirtles is a podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games. And supporters like you, come to our Patreon at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles and support us. Thanks. Gak, gak, gak. Stitcher Supplier is milling over three. Oh, good. Gak, gak, gak. Sacrifice it to cabal therapy. Gak, gak, gak. You know who's delving graveyards? None other. So can both them creatures then? No mana spent, subdelver. Cascack on a sack, gonna trample shit up. 8-8, eight, eight, don't play, true name shit out of luck. Ban hammer, did I stammer? R&D done slipped up. We legacy in this necropolis is running amok. Black creatures, new features, straight up cash in the gap. Convoking, shit's broken, as a matter of fact. Your Karaka stops his nonsense in this moment for show. But this gacking still gon' happen, your life totals no more. Opponent shrugging, they got nothing and conceding the game. It would serve y'all well to remember the name. Oh, gack, he attacked, coming back for some more. This format shakeup isn't ready to get gacked to the floor. What you doing? Stop the brewing and start cashing the gap. In the red zone, they all tremble because they're going to get smacked. Oh, by the way, I got supplier and this hasty bug gas. Sign the slip, check the box, go enjoy some Shake Shack. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Gullia. Nate, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, it's It's going very well, actually. I had a really good weekend. What'd you do this weekend? I played. I saw Lizzo yesterday, actually, at Austin City Limits. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Amy's company has like a booth there, so we got in for free. Well, not for free. We got in. I guess is the better way to put it. Yeah, you got in. Um, Because like part of them got in for free, but so we all went to see Lizzo, and it was awesome. We also saw Third Eye Blind, who was horrendous. Oh come on. They're the worst. They're the they're the worst. Why? Why? They're terrible. They're just bad. They've always been a bad band. Oh, I I liked Third Eye Blind when I was like fifteen. Amy liked Third Eye Blind, too. And Did you I, just not like Third Eye Blind, this, or was Third Eye I don't Blind like actually third, bad? Well, I don't like Third Eye Blind, and they were, like, hard to watch. Okay. Apparently the guy from Third Eye Blind is 55. I mean... Like, that's an old dude. That's, that's how old, old people that played music when we were 15 are, man. No, I don't think so, because, like, he he would have been, like, 35 when that record came out then. That's still pretty old for, like, a yeah, I guess you're music right. guy. Like, fine. <laughs> fine. Third Eye Blind is bad, but they are bad. I actually I had to get well that shot weekend. because we're gonna talk about you. Yes, <laughs> you had a great weekend. Yeah, I had a great weekend. I uh, top aided the uh, Mana Drain Open. So the Mana Drain Open is in Waterbury, Connecticut, yeah, or somewhere near it's, there. It's uh, at Waterbury, Connecticut. They hold it at a VFW. Fun fact: uh, the very first time I played Magic was at a VFW for Boy Scouts. Uh, that's where we used to meet. So uh, full circle, coming all the way around. That's pretty awesome. Or as uh, yeah. Radiance Machines like to say, it's coming back around again. Yes, that is correct. Um, Radiance Machine, by the way. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, just um, to keep the keep the weird '90s references running. Um, yeah. So anyhow, uh, it's it's uh, a pretty pretty cool event. It's run by uh, Raymond Robillard. Um, 
who uh, he runs a pretty solid event. Uh, I, you know, like normally when we go to these events, Nate, um, you go, you play magic, you leave. That's, you know, that's, that's what you, that's what you're in for, right? Like you go to yeah. this thing, you know, you, you see your friends, whatnot, you talk to people, you play magic, that's the whole thing. And then you get out of here. The Mandarin opens a little different. Um, they have a ton of puzzles. You start off, they hand you a packet that's just like magic the puzzling, you know, like it's got like mm-hmm. all these, like here's a, there's a crossword puzzle. Uh, I'm holding it in my hands right now. So if you hear the paper flapping in the breeze here, we but got like, the documents right here. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a got crossword puzzle. Maybe we'll scan that and throw that onto the, uh, to, to the internet so people can see it. Cause I didn't complete mine on purpose cause I wanted to show it to people. Um, then there's a, an answer sheet for uh, a couple of uh, things that they had on like this uh, big cardboard box. There was like four different puzzles. One was like magic, the puzzling one was like, what do these five cards have in common? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, there was some, uh, another one that was like a weird word puzzle. Pretty cool. Um, and they're all magic themed. Yeah. And this was like a vintage. One of them was a vintage, uh, like card was split into like 24 different cards. And each one of them was just one, like, small part of a, a magic card, and you had to figure out what all 24 cards were, which was pretty cool. Um, and and they made these? They may make this? Yeah, the yeah, thing? they it's made like, it. Or is it like, yeah, they, made they dug it, it up? Glued a bunch of cards to a thing, and they were like, here's here's what your opponent has, here's what you have, how do you win, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I did not realize that so it was the crossword so far puzzle is the awesome. only thing that you can really do and see here, but it's a pretty cool crossword puzzle. I'm going to give you just one. Uh, Nate, three across, it is six letters long, abbreviated name okay. for one of the most powerful blue cards, which is frequently causing deck list issues. Abbreviated name recall. Yes, you got it. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, take a photo of that. We'll post that, uh, you know, on our Twitter or something like that so you guys can check it out and, uh, you know, do the puzzles yourself as well. Um, that's that's really cool. So yeah, so so there was that, and then uh, uh, what's really cool is because of the VFW, you know, they had a vendor, which was great. Um, but they also had a um, they they had uh, a ton of pizza that uh, uh, Raymond bought uh, to sell at the event for like two bucks a piece or something like that. Um, and every time you bought something from the vendor or you bought something from the um, uh, the concession stand you got a clue card and you put your name on the clue card and that went into the raffle. And then occasionally throughout the day, he would just draw uh, and there'd be, you know, raffle prizes. I won, I won one of the raffle prizes too, which was pretty cool. And what was your prize? My prize was a puzzle of ancestral recall, uh, like a 500 piece puzzle that me and my wife actually put together yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was that's pretty great. Cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, they gave out stuff like playmats, which we have a playmat, so we're going to give that out to one of our uh, patrons as well uh, uh, in in a coming drawing. Uh, so I won, I won a playmat for top eighting, which was cool. Um, but he was giving out playmats. Uh, they gave out a uh, Japanese uh, Yogmoth's Will uh, that, that was done for completing. One of the other things that came in your packet was uh, one piece of a giant uh, mural of uh, planeswalkers that everyone had, everyone had one piece of to like put onto um, and, and put in order, which is pretty cool. So there was a lot of like other cool things that were happening that were like there to kind of fill up your time in between rounds. 
I think that's awesome. And yeah, that's it was a, really cool. That's really a cool idea that I well don't, I, I, yeah. Like, just so, a thing to do. Like, it reminds me of the thing you get my kids get when they get on the plane. Exactly. Like, Delta just hands them, like, a, a uh, it's like a little coloring book with, like, a pencil. Yeah, that's great. And it's, it's like, like, circle, what's different on this plane from this plane? That would be awesome for yeah. Magic tournaments. So it's basically, like, highlights for Magic players. Yeah. For those of you who can remember, Goofus, highlights. It, we should do Goofus and Gallant. That should be a that should be a segment. <laughs> Goofus and Gallant for Magic. Yeah. Like, you know, Goofus plays lands in front. <laughs> Goofus <laughs> plays opportunity. So I'm gonna get a bunch of mail. Hey, playing lands in front was in the original rulebook. I know. If anyone knows it's in the revised rulebook, it's me. But I'm just yeah. saying, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so, uh, so top eight the open. Yeah, is, top eight the open. Uh, so I, I, what should I do? Take you guys through like a quick seven rounds. I want to talk a little bit more just quickly about the Mana Drain open. So the yeah. Mana Drain is the vintage. Uh, this is a vintage tournament. I we got around to that. Yes, but it was a vintage, vintage tournament, tournament. Which, which by the way. Zach goes, hey, I'm going to text us. He goes, hey, I'm playing the manager and open. I'm going to play some rug infect. And I said, wow, in vintage? And you said, it's vintage? Yeah. I was like, Whoops. it's all the manager. Forgot that I was playing in a vintage tournament. Yeah, it totally makes sense when you think about it. So I didn't realize I was playing in a vintage tournament until about three or four days beforehand. And I was like, okay, well, I'll put together the same vintage deck I played at NYSE and a couple of changes for the um, the cards that have been restricted since then. So you've got like this, is it four color? It. So this is a four-color, uh, I, I would call it uh, a rug threshold list that splashes but, black. Yeah. And I'm just splashing this, this, black for, splash for, for? Y- Yixla Jailers. Because it's Yixla. a deck where, I what I saw at NYSE was a lot of dredge. And I know that they banned, or banned, they restricted with Golgari Grave Troll. But I was still worried that I could absolutely not beat a resolved Hogak. So... You couldn't beat a result token. No, I just can't. I like I unless I get all of the things out for Tarmogoyf, I cannot beat uh, a result uh, a Hogak. <laughs> That's I literally impossible. need a tribal spell in the yard as well to be able to like even block a Hogak. I'm just looking. Yeah, so the only black card you've got I mean you've got two Ravenous Trap, that doesn't count. Yeah, I mean Ravenous you're never Trap kept. and Leyline of, Ley of the Void. You know, th- yeah, those yeah. aren't black cards. Um And then two Euclid Jailer. And then the rest of it's just like good. It's like a blue-green deck, mostly, with bolts. Oh, yeah, Shandra Torch of Defiance. And Renz, and Shandra yeah, Torch of Defiance. Red. Yeah, there's, there's a lot I, of I guess I was there. looking at, like, four Collector Oof, two Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, so that's the big I... <laughs> the big change from last time is I decided that Collector Oof was amazing in, in the last tournament I played, and I wasn't playing enough of them. Previously, I had been playing two. Now I'm playing four, and luckily they had uh, restricted Mental Misstep. I was playing three, so I could just... Take those missteps out, put two more Collector Ulf in. And let me tell you, Collector Ulf was the star of the day, Nate. Uh, I I definitely agree with you. I mean, like, I played it. Like, I had the same experience when I I played my last vintage tournament. Just like, Collector Ulf is great. It's great in vintage. Yeah, I mean, so many people, Uh, like, occasionally keep hands where they just have artifact mana. Um, And I'm playing Wastelands, and I'm playing Stripmind, and I'm playing Ren. So I have the ability to get their lands off the board, but so many times people just want to play uh, artifact mana, and they're not even paying attention to the fact that, like, you could turn one collector off, and, you know, like, I don't care what happens to my Mox Emerald, honestly. Like, oh, after I've got four... collector off out, yeah, I've got four I've got four artifacts, that's it. Uh, yeah, Lotus exactly. And, that's what makes it so Moxes. great. That's what makes it so great. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I also have Dak Faden to, like, take away 
their artifact mana as well if I'm just on the Ren strip mine plan, you know, like I I have a lot of good ways to get rid of uh, to stop their artifacts from being uh, a presence on the board. Um so uh most of the games that I won were off the back of collector ulf on like turn 1 or turn 2 and then just protecting it for a little while and just watching my opponent like sit there with a handful of cards and they couldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean it's it's great. <laughs> Nothing else. I've, yeah, I, I think it's it's such an interesting card. It, it, I think the most interesting point, of, uh, interesting component of the deck is four collector oof, three tarmogoyf. Yeah, because like, you know, you don't it need really to just people, attacks you need for to stop them from playing the game. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, but of course, collector oof against workshop is like it's actually pretty good because they have like a bunch of rando stuff. Like, well, one they have a ton of artifact mana, and they also have. Um, like uh, Steel Overseer, Arcbound Ravager, yeah. these are all activated abilities, and those are the ones that really kill you. Walking Walking Ballista, right? Yeah. So that that part is also good, but then you Walking really Ballista means them. they can't, they actually can't get rid of my Ulf because Walking Ballista doesn't work. Right, exactly. And I guess, but I guess then you've got three bolts with two Snapcaster Mages, um, and then Dak Faden, which is probably just enough to roll over most yeah. uh, stops. Most shops hands plus Tarmogoyf is a good blocker against them. Yep. And you can just board out your like Yixil Jailers. Yeah, the Yixil Jailers. I think uh, t- so. To preface this whole thing, I think going forward, I would move back to a straight rug list because we didn't see honestly in the in the uh, tournament we didn't even see that many dredge lists. I think we saw out of seventy eight people there were like four dredge lists. I will say this case. So we had I did not play in this because my aunt is in town visiting, but um. The uh, Austin Vintage Circuit, Romancing the Stones, did have a vintage tournament on Saturday, same day, and the finals was two survival and, or I'm wow. sorry, the top four was two survival, one dredge. There so. were no survivalists at all in this uh, event, and there were uh, five dredge dredge lists. Um, oh, because you did a, actually you have a whole yeah I have the breakdown. breakdown. Let me give you the quick breakdown yeah. real fast. So uh, from top to bottom here, there's a uh, fi- there were 15 shops decks. Uh, that's 19.2% of the field. We have uh, uh, Jeskai Dreadhorde, uh, 11 decks at 14.1. Uh, there was a uh, there were six bug lists, 7.6%. Uh, Fast Bond Depths, four decks at 5.1%. Jeskai Control, which was basically the Jeskai deck that didn't have Dreadhorde Arcanist in it. I feel like those are two different, two very different decks. Um, at seven, uh, so that's 7.6% of the meta. Uh, there were uh, six storm decks. Sorry, seven storm decks. Uh, so here's the thing about the storm decks. There were two storm decks that were not DPS, uh, Dark Petition Storm, and one storm deck that was playing Grape Shot. I don't know what that's all really? about. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what that's all about. But I ha- I couldn't list it as anything but storm because that's kind of what it was doing. Um, well, so it's got Grape Shot. It's there was bad. the same amount of PO uh, PO uh, Paradoxical Outcome decks at seven point six percent six. Six decks. There were four rugless. I was the only rugless playing more than two uh, collector wolf though. Some decks were some were only playing one, um, but I think that's the main thing that ch- that made a difference in the day for me. Um, there was one landstill deck, uh, five dredge, five oath, both at six point four percent. One reanimator list, which I played against, so I'll talk about that <laughs> in a second. Um, Two hate bears decks. They're totally different hate bears. One was a like a green red hate bear played by John Keating, uh, a listener, patron of the show. Thank you, John. Um, and then there was another hate bears list uh, that was a white hate bears uh, list, which was like Liliana and whatnot. 
Um, Liliana. There was uh, sorry, Thalia, uh, Thalia. 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 Sorry. <laughs> the uh, opposite of Liliana. Yeah. Uh, there was one gifts deck um, that I looked at and went, whoa, whoa, I don't know. Uh, and then there was one blue-white deck that was basically Jeskai Control without the red. And they must have had back to basics or something. something uh, there right. was, yeah, I think there was back to basics in there. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll post a list of all the decks that I that I played against, just so that uh, people can, you know, people can see what I played against. But if you have like, now, how did you get all this data? How did you get all this data? So what, that's what's great. So Ray put up all the data into a file. All the photos of everyone's decks are there and everything. So it, it made it super easy. I actually hit him up today and was just like, hey, can you give me a quick list of the people I played. I'm missing one person. I'm not sure what it was. He was able to like really quick go in. Uh, so excellent service as far as a TO is concerned as well. Like that, yeah, you know, like being able to just and reach so out. Fast. Yeah. Like immediately, you know? So that was, that was great. Uh, I, I really look forward to doing this again next year. Uh, th this was a really fun event. Uh, also one of the other cool things is, so what they do here is uh, the feature match person stays in the feature match as long as they continue winning. And if they get knocked uh -huh. out, they have to move, like, you know, they move off, and the person that beat them continues to be the feature match. Uh, fun fact, there were only two people, there were only two reigning feature match people. Uh, Samantha Dayton, who I, I beat in the fifth round, and then I played uh, round six and seven uh, in the feature match area. There you go. Well, five, six, and seven, obviously. That's pretty funny. That's awesome. Well, there was no, there was, it wasn't streamed, right? It was not streamed. Uh, bummed about that, but, like, what can you do? Uh, it's, you know, this, th these events, uh, th that's a whole logistical thing that's, you know, that's that's a whole thing on top of itself. Yeah, we, you know, it, it is uh, it, it is a thing. Yeah. Um, to set it up, especially at a VFW. Yeah. Where the internet could be spotty. Oh, God. Um, so, 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 of course, like, I think we talked about the deck, talked a little bit about the meta, which is great. I'm just, I'm just want to look again. Sorry, you sent, you sent us via text, and I kind of, yeah, keep, yeah, let's, keeps locking. Let me no, see it's okay. if there's anything else that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, just what I'm saying is just like, so let's look. We got 19.2% shops, right? Mm -hmm. And then we've got Jeskai Dreadhorde as 14, Bug 7, and then Rug 5. So 14 plus, you know, let's say 7.5 plus 5, 21, 26. So you got 26%. Of that are basically like the Xerox decks, decks. Unless you want to say that Bug is more big blue and goes in with the Jeskai control. No, these were these were Xerox Bug decks. Yeah. They were they were basically you know the only difference is like they're you know they're playing Abrupt Decay. You know. Well, even Jeskai control is probably more of a Xerox deck, right? Yeah. Like, is yeah, it definitely. really light? And that's what's the difference between the Dreadhorde decks and the control decks? Dreadhorde. That's it. They're either they're, like some of them are playing Pyromancer, some of them are playing Dreadhorde. I'm just looking at what we have online. So I see one of these. This one has Lavinia. Was is like Lavinia just in these yeah, decks? Yeah, Lavinia is in all the decks, for the most part. Uh, is she in the Jeskai Control deck? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, not every single one, but for the most part, that's a staple. That's like you know, I I actually thought about for this deck if I took out the Yixla Jailers and splashed white, I would play Lavinia because that that just is another way to lock your opponent out too. Yeah. Um, but then I'd have okay, to play so a flat you got that. instead of a instead of a Badlands. <laughs> so it's like, come on. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I love. I love 7.6% Ritual Storm, 7.6% PO, 6.4% Dredge, 6.4% Oath. That's got to be your like 
we play this deck no matter no matter what's yeah, going on. I, I 100% like, think you know, some of these people are just like there's a five percent. There's a five percent floor on all those decks, right? At this yeah. point, which is which is funny that PO PO splits what would have been probably a bunch of ritual players or maybe even some 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 of the like uh, maybe oath players play PO. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. It's, it's just amazing to me that there's just like, yep, I play oath. That's what we're doing. We're playing oath today. We're playing dredge today. Um, and then you know you have Lancel guy, which is which is which is awesome. Um, so I mean, it's just it, it, interesting how the, the vintage. So fast bond depths. I'm curious about that, of course. Yeah, yeah. So fast these decks bond aren't just these is, aren't is always like, like the deck list. I played. Yeah, fast bond depths is basically like a new a new style list uh, since they unrestricted fast bond, where people are just playing like you know like dark depths and ways to make it happen. And with fast bond, you can make it happen pretty easily. Did they all have bazaar and workshop? Um, not all of them. Some of them don't play bazaar and workshop. Some of them do. I think there's a there's a lot of disparity about what is the exact correct list. I think um, the guy who drove me up, John Grzina, uh, it was playing it, and uh, I, I I you know I th I feel like we could probably have him on sometime and ask him more about that that particular deck. Did he play Bazaar and Workshop? Uh, that's a great question. I can find out in just a minute. Uh, while we're doing that, while I'm figuring that out, um, you have any well, other? Well, my, my question was going to be because I really just felt that like the black green deck I played was so good that I would just I when I look at this and I'm like yeah I don't see any problem with playing just like dark depths again, um, but we can get to that more when we're talking more about what to play in the future in vintage. I mean I'm looking at I'm I, I've seen this deck that has bizarre and workshop. So yes, the answer is yes, bizarre and workshop uh, for for John. Yeah, I should look at. I should look and see. So he must have just copied this deck. The, these decks don't have creatures. My deck played like a creature package, which included like collector roof. They have yeah. them in the sideboard. They though. have yeah. Two... They have reclaimers in, in the board. They have oofs in the in the board as well. Sanctum prelate as well. Sanctum prelate was well, a card like... that I constantly heard from uh, from storm players that they were like, he played a sanctum prelate. I lost. Oh yeah, it's it's a disaster if you can get into play yeah. for them. I should say. Because uh, they want to play Tabernacle. I mean, this this deck, it, this deck, like, jeez, look at the like, price tag. Now, granted, I didn't play, you know, you can play, how many proxies was this tournament? 15, 15. 15 proxy. Yep. So, like, 15 proxies, let's see, four Bazaars, four Mitchell's Workshop, yeah. one Tabernacle, one Mox, one Lotus, one Emerald. Uh, is that 15? Four, close. eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven. I'm just looking to see if I can play this. Four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, another Tabernacle on the sideboard. Are you counting? Yeah, your, I could. Oh, I guess I guess you're not. They're not playing a jet. They're not playing a jet. They're not even playing a pearl for the yeah, one they're playing in diamonds. Tutor. People are playing diamonds, huh? Well, he's got 34 lands plus four Ristone Portal. Yeah. I think this is hilarious. So yeah, I mean, I uh, uh, our our events are 75 proxy, so it's fine. I could I could play yeah. this. I just find I just I just like having the access to the Green Sun Zenith game one for Collector Roof. Oh, or God, even yeah. Much Reclaimer or or um what's card? Uh Deathrite Shaman, which is you know still a good card. Yep. Deathrite Shaman but, uh, is a playable card in this format. I don't even yeah. I, it doesn't well, even my, make my, me mad when I see one hit the board. I'm like, okay, this is a fair yeah. card here. Well people aren't people aren't all in on, on mana denial in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> um not a lot of dazes in, in vintage. So No, actually okay, what's crazy can... is so dazes daze is quickly becoming a thing, Nate. Um, people are playing two, three of them in their in their decks right now. 
Oh really? Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking to find one. Let's yeah, let me. Find uh, I I know Vasu was uh was playing with some dazes. See here. It's in. I, I see this deck is called Esper BBK, BPK, which has to be Brian P Kelly, and I see one daze. To uh, bounce yes, back. One, is it to bounce back? Currently. You're freaking. And is I think uh, I think Roland played some number of dazes as well. Uh, let's see here. This deck is a trip. Yep, one day. One Deathrite, yep. one Bob, one Lavinia, two Sanctum Prelate, one Thief of Sanity, Whoa. one Tassiger, one Bloodsteel Colossus. Tassiger. That's the I don't know. Whatever I found is what that. Anyway, yeah. so we should get into your tournament now because it was a, it, it, you had a good run, you had a good deck, and yeah. first so time round in a one. long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. round one. Round one. I played against uh, David Nunez, uh, who was on DPS. Uh, DPS is uh, Dark Petition Storm. Um, game one, I just played Collector Ulf and Wasteland, Strip Mine, Wasteland, Strip Mine, and I got, uh, Renin 6 out, and I ultimated Renin 6, and I cast Time Walk, and he was like, I scoop. Game two, <laughs> uh, game two, similar-ish, but I had to tap out to cast, uh, I tapped out to cast Dak Fade to just to get something going, because I wasn't seeing anything, um, and he hadn't gone off yet. So I uh, dacked, and I looked, the cards in my hand were, uh, I think I had an Ulf on the board, so I was stopping his artifact mana, but I needed, I was just trying to find something else to do. And uh, I, I deck, I draw two cards, one's a land, one's, I have a Pyroblast in my hand, and one is a Mental Misstep, and I have to choose between Pyroblast and Mental Misstep as far as what I want to keep, and I'm tapped out, so I'm like, okay, Mental Misstep, here we go. I think under any other circumstances, I would have kept the Pyroblast, um, maybe that wasn't right, but I got rid of the, um, Pyroblast, I kept the, um, uh, Mental Misstep, past turn, he cast Dark Ritual, I Mental Misstepped it, and that was pretty much the game at that point, like, he, you know, he started trying to look for other stuff to do, but I was able to start Wastelanding him after that, and that, that kind of ended the, ended the game for him. Uh, so I got so, round one, 2-0, great. Yep. Round two, I play against Hank Zong. Uh, on DPS again. So uh, in game one, I did the thing. I just played Collector Ulf, Strip Mine, Wastelanded uh, Hank out of the game. A lot of this is going to sound very similar because this is what happened so many times for me uh, it, during this tournament. Um, so game one, I got I got Hank pretty pretty swiftly. Game two, um, we uh, I, I go to board. I board in uh, some because uh, uh, I was worried about like Yogmoss will. So I, I was like, okay, like I'll go ahead and uh, play uh, play the a couple. I, I think I put in four ley lines. It's like, all right, let's just do this. I'll take out the Yixla jailers. I'll put in the ley lines and see what happens. And of course, I shuffle up, look at my hand. There's no no gas in it. I mulligan. Shuffle up. I've got two ley lines of the void in my opener. And instead of doing the smart thing, Nate, and putting a ley line under under my deck. I played oh, both no. ley lines, and forget to mulligan. So. Oh, so now you're in trouble. Well, a couple turns go by, and Hank's like, "How do you have seven cards right now?" And I'm like, "Oh no!" So we call a judge. I get a uh, a warning, uh, and Hank gets to thought seize me basically. Um, so in my hand, I had like a force of will, a couple other things. He took the force of will, um, and the game goes on for a couple more turns. But Hank eventually is able to just get me. I didn't have much else going on. 
uh, unfortunately. Uh, I, I was close. I, ha I think I had him down to like four life and could have killed him the next turn. But um, he, he also had gotten, he tinkered for a uh, Citadel. And oh, yeah, uh, that's hard Citadel. Beat. And he, he was able to get him, I mean, he went very low on life, but he was able to finally get to a point where he could uh, just cast uh, his his uh, 10 spells and get me. He didn't need to, Yawgmoth's will. Yeah. So game two happens, and almost the same thing happens here. Uh, I mean, not not the mulligan situation. I kept a seven, and I got out uh, a Collector Ulf, and I started attacking in. Get out of Tarmogoyf, I started attacking in. And finally, Hank just goes, okay, here we go. Land, Dark Ritual. I'm like, that resolves. And then he just went and cast 10 spells straight up. Uh, got me. So so Hank got me. Uh, it was my only loss in Swiss. Um, so, uh, and, and that's gr it, To me, that's fine. Like I lost to somebody I know and somebody I also wanted to see, you know, do well in the tournament. So I was like, this is, you know, like normally when I take a loss in the second round, I'm like, maybe this deck isn't that good, you know? Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe I made a mistake, you know, but I was like, I was feeling good about the loss. So I was like, okay, cool. Like you just, you know, just let's, let's keep playing X and two can make it. I'm only X and one. Let's try it. Uh, so then we go to Tim Moran who uh, I showed you his deck list earlier, and I was like, how does this deck win? This is the uh, the fast bond, uh, like, lands deck that I, still looking at, I'm like, how do you play this deck? I gotta look at it. Yeah, this I is I have no the... idea. So, bring it up. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm looking at it now. So this is, so... This, this deck wins in, a, in several different ways, but the, the main ways that it wins is by casting fast bond, Zurin Orb, uh, and and then being able to use uh, Crucible of Worlds to kind of cycle your mana that way, uh, or um, uh, by casting Trade Roots and bouncing your lands with like a Soul Land, like City of Traders. The other thing you can do is uh, sort of channel Fireball people with this combo by using Sunscorched Desert and just bouncing it to your hand and like playing it a bunch of times. So that's what three ways you can win. The other way is by uh, making it near infinite mana or infinite mana. If you if you have uh, Zornorb out, you can do that with the with the Crucible of Worlds. And, and then, then you wish for Ballista. You wish for Ballista, or you wish for Emrakul, depending on how you know like what your opponent's up to, and and you do that. So this deck was so weird. I never saw any of it go off because I, I you know what doesn't pass the false cure test. Fast trade bond. roots. Oh, well, they're gonna play trade no, roots. No, trade roots well, also. Fast, fast bond is a... <laughs> I saw fast bond was fast like counter spell. I can't have that in play. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Don't let them have a fast bond. Is really good. I, 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 I mean, but like that's been trade true since 1993. I never even saw trade roots. Both games. And both games oh, went, went very quickly for me. I saw weird stuff going on, and I just wasteland and stripped every everything out of out of. Both yeah, this games. deck does not seem like it has a good time against Ren and Six. No, no. One yeah, Mystic Sanctuary, one yeah. Radiant Fountain. Was Radiant Fountain just you gain two life? Gain two life. Yeah, but like you can, you know, if you need to gain infinite life, there you go. Because you gain two life, not one life, Nate. Trade so, Roots, Fast Bond, Radiant Fountain, Infinite Life. 
Yeah. You, okay. Sorry. I was just reading Radiant Mountain. This card is just like still like no, I don't believe it. I'm just I'm just staring at it. I'm like, okay, yeah. When Radiant Mountain is available, you gain two life. Tap at yeah. once your mana pool. Cool. So this was All right. this was a non-game uh, for for me particularly, but the, the you know the match was fun. I just didn't know what my opponent was on until the end. He did have at one point he had a glacial chasm out, and I let him pay for life. Uh, I think after he paid two life, I played a wasteland, assuming that he would just get rid of his glacial chasm uh he didn't he paid four life so then after he paid four life i stripped it uh during my turn and attacked him for the kill um but i don't know maybe that could have been smart on his end because maybe he just wanted me to waste that resource um i'm just realizing that our 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 opponent has a tinker yeah with the the only the tinker tinker is for for crucible Crucible. yeah yeah or for the zurian or or for a mox jet (laughs) <laughs> this is this is a this is a trip. Well, what yeah. are you tinkering away to get this a is a this is a Nate deck for sure. I looked at this. I looked at this and was like, this is a deck that's like. This is a lot of thinking Nate. for me though. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the that's the difference. This this, this deck is like trying to do too many things, at once. Whereas I would do one mediocre thing. I appreciate like everything how insanely that. weird this deck is. That's uh, sweet. Okay, so, so you beat this guy. Yeah. So <laughs> I beat I beat this deck. Uh, then I went up against uh. Joe Savinella. Joe was playing what I thought was a two-card Monty deck because in game one, he uh, did all this stuff and discarded an Emrakul into his yard, put that on the stack, and cast Shallow Grave, which I immediately counterspelled. I was like, absolutely, positively no, right? Um, But uh, he only plays one of each of those cards in the deck. Um, So I was like, okay, what, what is this deck? So I finally got a chance to look at the deck as a whole, let me bring it up real fast. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're looking at uh, you know he's, he's four force wills, four dazes. There you go. There's your four dazes. Uh, force negation, Gitaxian probe, brainstorm, ponder, time walk, ancestral recall, preordain. All of these cards sound like oh, this is just you know this is Xerox deck. And then Dark Ritual, Demonic Tutor, Vampiric Tutor, Demonic Consultation, Four Thoughtseize, Four Entomb, One Emrakul, Two Grizzlebrand, Four Shallow Grave. So he was playing Four Shallow Grave. Um, so this is just a Shallow Grave deck, right? And then we went to board uh, after I won game one, and I saw him take out like nine cards. And I was like, oh no, he's got like a transformative sideboard. <laughs> um, crap, I have to like, I, I was like, I still think I have to like, play the ley lines because at least like if he's playing snapcasters or something i'll at least get some value on that you know i just don't want him to have access to his graveyard i don't want to lose to to him reanimating something so if he just took out everything that has to do with his graveyard whatever i've won that particular part of the match i guess right yeah and then i just have to be wary of what else he can do so he he did he brought in back to basics he brought in monastery mentor counterbalance he had a counterbalance up against me at one point it's not as good against my deck because i have so many threes and twos um that it didn't it didn't make as big a, a, of a difference um so I, yeah i i was able to just cast like i think i got got some stuff down i put an ambush viper uh snapcaster mage in at one point i you know i cast time walk and attacked uh, attacked with like two two twos a few times and and that killed him but the the first game i really had no idea what was going on yeah 
Um, well, either way. So you've, it, now you've got like you've got through a couple vintage decks. Yeah. So that's you know I've seen I've seen three three other vintage decks this, thus far, and only two of them were decks that I really knew about. Well, one of only one of them was a deck you really knew about. Yeah, this is true. Only two of the matches. Uh, so then I go into round five and I'm in a feature match. This is when I texted you guys. I was like, "Yo, guys, I'm at, I'm three and one, and I have a feature match right now." Um, so I, I go over the feature match table and I'm, uh, I'm, uh, greeted by, uh, Samantha Dayton and she's on, uh, Jess Guy, uh, Jess Guy Dreadhorde. And this is a deck that I was sort of ready for. This is one of the decks that I just like knew that this was, you know, kind of what I was trying to fight against with my deck. I figure, you know, I'm, I'm going to be good enough to, uh, know when, what to kill. And, uh, a lot of their cards don't really matter to me that much like they're not doing anything better than i am like narset uh is basically just a draw a draw two for them um because i'm not gonna deck myself with their narset on the board and i'm certainly not gonna uh i i only play like brainstorm ponder i play preordain but i don't play i, I think i was only playing two preordain so my deck isn't full of draw spells it's, it's really more uh more uh board presence than draw spells um, so the Narsets I wasn't really bothered about, and I'm playing Bolt, so if I really wanted to get a Narset off the board, I could just wait till they draw uh, a card with the Narset, and then and Bolt the Nars uh, Narset, and it's gone. Um, which is exactly what ended up happening. Uh, in the first game, she played a Narset. I bolted it because I wanted to uh, Snapcast her Ancestor Recall. And uh, <laughs> she misdirected it back to me. I took it, and I bolted it again, and it went off the board, and then I Ancestral Recalled. Uh, and, uh, this was a classic example of how good is strip mine. Uh, game one, I play wasteland after she plays volcanic Island. I waste the land past turn. She goes, Oh, I should, I should think about maybe being smarter with my fetches. She fetches an Island. She's like, unless you have a strip mine. And I was like, Oh, soul read strip mine. Uh, and then I think a little after that, I got out Ren and I was just able to keep her off the board. And then I got uh collector wolf down and she was locked out of the game. Oh boy, hold on, in, sorry. In fact, by the time she was locked out of the game, uh, was was when I think she she had just gotten Narset down, so I wanted to get rid of it so I could ca you know like cast m more spells, uh, draw more cards, uh, and uh, she she wasn't able to use any more uh, mana because uh, of the Ulf being in play. So that's why she had to misdirect. Uh, the uh the bolt well i mean i think like you're right i actually didn't realize how like it was funny we just had i don't know if it's gonna come through but like uh i was on twitter because it's easier to read you posted your list of twitter it's easier to read that on my phone yeah and uh i was just looking to see i didn't believe you i thought you had more than two preordains no nope, so really i'm just, just playing, playing two preordains uh i i, yeah. I took I, so I, at one point i was playing three and i wanted to play the ixla jailers so I took out that, and I took out a Gataxian Probe, because I don't think Gataxian Probe does does much for me. I'm not trying to get my opponent, you know, and just drawing a card doesn't do anything. So I don't... You're really less Xeroxy. You got four Wastelands. Yeah. Really yeah. less Xeroxy, very to the board here. It's almost yeah. like a hate play. It's like a vintage hate bears deck in a way, because yeah, is... Ronin 6 is kind of a hate bear. Yeah, Ronin <laughs> 6 is the hatiest bear. Uh, hate you do three. have Treasure Cruise. Yeah, but Treasure Cruise is a one-mana spell for the most part. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. I have Dig and Treasure Cruise, and they're great when you resolve them. Um, and oh, also, no, what I, I meant was, like, you've got Treasure Cruise, but, and you've got Dak, but I guess, but I guess if you're just going to, like, 
kill there. You got so many creatures to attack down in our set. Yeah. That and the deck, honestly, the deck is there to just take their moxes away from them. Right. Um. Yeah. So th- this four and one. Yeah, this went well, and I, you know, obviously I, I, I won this. Uh, Samantha was a blast to play against. She was, she was, you know, cracking jokes the entire time while we were playing. So that was, that was great. Um. So then we go on to uh, Greg, uh, sorry, Chuck Greb, uh, and Chuck, uh, Chuck was on, uh, PO. And uh, so they, these games are really fast too. <laughs> PO is like, I specialize against this deck, right? Like, I'm playing four Collector Ulf. Uh, so so PO was just like the dream matchup. That was exactly what I wanted to play against. Um, and the the big the big like takeaway from that from that match was like when you put Collector Ulf on the board and you're and you're stripping and wasting, obviously things don't go well for them. Uh, there's not a whole lot m- much more to say about that about that matchup. Um, the one thing yeah, I'll say is... Yeah, you can stick is, a collector if they can't win. Yeah, the one thing I'll say is he had a Notion Thief in his deck, and it's a bummer that I wasn't drawing cards, really, um, because Notion Thief would have been would have been awesome against that, but he had to play it to, like, block my uh, Tarmogoyf, uh, like, on one of his turns, just so he didn't die. And I didn't even look to think, like, oh, I have Lethal here, because I could have shot it with my Renin Six. Instead, I, like, put, a, put another Strip Mine in my hand. Uh, so giving him another turn to like kill to do something, um, but with Collector Ulf and Goyf on the board, and you know like there wasn't a whole lot going on for him. Um, again, dude was a pleasure to play against though. Uh, you know, no the, the the thing that I always worry about when playing a deck like this is the level of salt that I might have to deal with from people who just don't get to play Magic. Like I almost feel like a shops deck. Um, and I'm yeah, never having world fun, of bears you know, you. I'm just never having fun playing, playing against the shops deck. So, uh, I don't know. People, no, nobody seemed like they were like, Oh, F this guy, you know, like that was, that was nice <laughs> to ha- have happen for me. Um, so, uh, then we go to, uh, round seven and round seven was nice and quick and easy because I knew, uh, talking to Vasu, talking to a couple other people, uh, if I get paired up against somebody who has the same amount of points as me, uh, 15 at this point. Um, I should be able to just draw and make it in no problem. Uh, there were three 13 point people that could become six, like if two of them became 16 points, uh, there was a possibility of like getting nudged off, but I think I would rather have the, uh, the low, low, low chance of being in ninth place versus the like coin flip of this person's also good at magic. Uh, who knows what could happen? Either one of us could lose, could lose, this round and not being the top eight. Uh, and luckily I was paired up against David Kaplan. Uh, so, you know, there was nothing to really think about. We both wanted to see each other in the top eight. So uh, we, we drew and uh, sat down. And then top so, eight. So then we go to the quarterfinals and this is where things, the, the wheels start to fall off for me because it was a long day for me, <laughs> seven rounds, Maybe not for other people, maybe not for our, you know, our younger, our, our younger, better magic players, but I, I'm 39 years old, man. Uh, seven rounds. I woke up at like seven o'clock this morning. It's now like nine o'clock, you know, it's just too much. Uh, so at, at round, at, you know, at the quarterfinals, I'm playing against Wilma Gran, who is on shops. I don't know that he's on shops cause I didn't do a good job scouting when I was, uh, when I had that last round, I just sat, sat down to try and decompress for a minute. Um, 
I get a deck reg error. Uh, because if you look at my list, I have one lightning bolt in my sideboard, and I have two pyroblasts in my main deck, and my sideboard, uh, when they checked it, had uh, four lightning bolts in my main deck and two pyroblasts in my sideboard, so uh, I just wasn't paying attention, and I looked when I gave a cursory glance to my board, I just looked at it and said, oh, these are all sideboard cards, I'm good. Yep, that's why the pyroblast mainly was getcha. Yep, so, I mean... And the... <laughs> It looks you would have lost that because... game with Pyro Blaster main deck anyway. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like, you know, it, it's not, it's, it, it's even worse because like, it, it, you know, it, it, no one was like, oh, this guy's definitely cheating, but like, it does look like I'm hedging there, which, uh, you know, I, I, I honestly wasn't. Uh, uh, so, yeah, like, uh, and beyond that, like, they were like, we're going to check your sideboard. Everyone should make sure that their sideboard's good. I should have just pulled out my list, you know. So like, they gave us, yeah. they gave, they not only like gave me the uh you know the warning that they were doing it on top of that i just like was like yep this is fine so i got that game loss and then the next the next round uh the next game sorry uh i took the play looked at my hand it was fine i still don't know what will's playing but my hand looks okay um had i known he was on shops i would have mulliganed to uh you know some something better uh but his turn is uh Oh, my turn was land go. He goes strip mine. I'm like, okay. Uh, then he throws down two moxes and a thorn of uh, amethyst, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, that's a good shop's hand. Yep. And so then the next turn, uh, I play a land. He untaps. He plays a soul land and uh, a lodestone golem, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. I think the game's over now. Uh, I drew a collector ulf, but I still couldn't cast it. I played another land, and I passed turn. He attacks me. I played another land. He attacks me, and I was, you know, I was dead by then. He played like uh, two other two other creatures, and the game was over. We could play the collector roof off three lands. Uh, no, I, I think he had the other one, the, the non artifacts one, uh, sphere of resistance, not Thorn of Amethyst. Oh, okay. So the not not all spells cost one the, less. Not whatever it was, it was or bad one more for not. Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Thorn and Load Soul means you can cast roof off three lands. But okay, so what happened was. You had a game loss, and then your opponent had a great hand. Great hand. Yeah. Your so opponent had your opponent had the, the three, nuts. four. <laughs> they had four restricted cards in their opener. Five. Yeah. I think Sphere might be restric- restricted. Yeah. I always forget which one's restricted. Sphere, sphere or Thorn. Is restricted. Thorn is restricted. Is it? No, yeah, Thorn, Thorn is restricted. Thorn yeah. is restricted. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, what are you gonna do? That was a. It, it was a is a sad ending to what was a pretty solid run. But Will did end up going on to win the tournament, so that you know I'm happy for him. Like, and and who did he play in the finals? Uh, he played Hank Zong in the finals. Hank. So you uh, only your only two losses were to the the finals. Two people who yeah the two people who uh, ended up the, at, Actually, at the end of the tournament. So there you go. Because that's literally what happened to me last time I played Vintage. So here's what I'm saying. Here's what we're saying, folks. You know, if you lift us playing, if you listen to our vintage advice, you get you get just far enough to not make the finals. I'll take it, man. <laughs> You're just I, worse than every finalist. <laughs> I walked I walked away with a little bit of respect from the from the local community, which was nice. The the local vintage community, I should say. Um, and uh, you know, I I, got, I came away with a couple prizes, a hundred dollars for my for my troubles as well. And you know, uh, it was it was like an overall pretty fun day. And like I said, they ran a really fun event. Uh, I had some pizza, you know. I couldn't complain. I had a great, I had a great time, and uh, you know, I think even if I, I had not been doing as well in the tournament, 
I should have been having a pretty good time. Hang out with everybody there was a blast. Uh, you know, it was nice to get, you know, like people were like rooting, rooting me on as I was like going through the tournament as the day progressed and they kind of realized like, oh crap, his deck is good. He's doing a good job, you know? Oh crap. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny. Oh, yeah, like, Zach Clark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's nice. It's, it's a good feeling. And we know, we, we know we had Cyrus on. He was talking about that and you know, it is, it is fun to like watch your friends do well. And I, I'm, I'm glad you did well. I, I really, vintage is so much fun. Like it really is fun. And, uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's not to say that legacy isn't fun, but it's like a different kind of fun. Like the restricted list and what's possible. There is like restricted list from a deck construction standpoint, just, you know, you're going to get thrown so many curveballs. You know, because someone's like, you know, gonna play something because it's good with Tinker or something like that, or it's good with some restricted card or something like that, yeah. right? It's also, also like you good. don't you don't have the same like the the. It's not to say that the games are more of a coin flip, but they're not as one sided when you go into a matchup, right? Like it used to be like if I was playing Grixis as Rug Delver, I was oh I always felt like I was going to lose, and for the most part I did, you know, because. The, the skill level is is plateaued at a certain point, and it just comes down to what cards are being played. So if I'm playing against a deck that is better than mine, especially if they're mid-range decks, you know, uh, you know, tempo decks or mid-range decks, like it just gets to a point where the the results are almost always going to be the same. You know, as long as nobody makes a giant mistake. Where in vintage, you can occasionally just top deck something and be like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. I only have one of these in my deck. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Right. Well, we talked a little bit about the vintage meta. You should definitely post that breakdown you did oh, yeah. for people going into Eternal Weekend. I guess we don't really need to do much more setup for Eternal Weekend because I think that it's coming. The Mana Drain Open is is gonna is gonna give you a pretty good look into what's going on. Um, I keep forgetting which which screen your breakdown is on. It's on yeah. the small screen. Uh, so. It does look like, you know, people should be taking Storm seriously, and you should look and, you know, take Fast Bonds somewhat seriously. Yeah. I'm just looking, I'm, I think of it as, I see no survival decks here, is that true? That is true, I did not see any I, survivalists. As, and I, you know, just, just chiming with the fact that two survival decks made the top four of our last tournament. But I almost feel like the Fast Bond decks the are going to be the survival decks. <laughs> well, you always have to because of Dredge, but what I mean is, like, the same kind of people play fast bond as play survival and fast bonds like the new thing, you know, um, survival is, I think still, a, still a good deck and collector Roop is a good card in it. And that might be enough to get you there. But you know, fast bond is, is the original survival from a broken green enchantment standpoint. Right. Yeah. So like you've got like, you know, a lot of things you can do with that and bizarre and everything. So, um, you know, I unfortunately I'm not playing Vintage Champs this year. I won't be until the end of the day. Be interesting to see how um, how things go that day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, great job. I'm so I'm happy that you did so that you did well and got you know a bit of a monkey off your back there. It's just like top eight, a nice size tournament with like almost 80 players there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's easily the largest tournament I've top eighted uh, by by a yeah. long shot. And it's nice, it's nice, like you know yeah. the, the other guys that, that were in the car with me, I, Alan Yee. Uh, uh, Ryan and Vasu and, and John, uh, you know, they, they were all like, you know, Oh, is this your first vintage top eight? That's awesome. You know, like I, I felt really good. It, you know, the night, the night ended 
on a real on a real like fun note for me and and then like you know when we were all parting ways we were just like hey man good job like well done so that was you know it was just like uh you know it was a nice it was a nice like end of the movie moment for me you know yeah well the, the thing that's nice you know too i mean like that's some players who have made champs top eights and stuff like stuff like that too I, I funny hank was the only person i lost to in the swiss uh at the eternal travaganza that i top eighted <laughs> uh so i mean hank's a demolisher man like he he yeah. always find like just a crushing dude wild overall. dude he found his outs like so well against me i was just like oh man because he like he, he was he dt'd and he was like you know, like, it's really hard to figure out what to grab because you've got the ley lines in play, you've got the collector Ulf, like, uh, and he, like, he, he just, like, figured it out, man. Like, I think he went for Tinker and tinkered into a, uh, uh, Citadel and, and got me from there. But, like, he, he, he spent a few minutes, like, trying to figure out what he was going to do, uh, with the Demonic Tutor. And it, it wasn't, like, 100% obvious to, to anybody, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess, I guess that's it for us this week. Yeah. Right? I don't think we have any anything new to announce. Uh, do we have um, any new uh, patrons? I don't think so. i got to check. <laughs> uh, um, no, I think uh, just uh, Ben was our last patron, which we talked about uh, on the previous uh, previous episodes. Um, if, you, if you happen to want to uh, chime in and uh, help us with the podcast, uh, I, I'll be posting this to some vintage forums. So if you're a vintage player... And you wanna you wanna give us a hand? Tell us that, that we need more vintage uh, content. Uh, we are eternal dirtles, so uh, you know we do we do do vintage from time to time as well. If the um, old border is legal, we cover it. Heck yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's you know, it's that's eternal us. dirtles slash pat- uh, sorry patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna help support the show. Uh, you can also support the show right at the anchor.fm link, uh, which you're probably uh, is probably on one of the links that you're seeing there. Um, and just by listening, you're supporting us. So that's, you know, thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Have a good week, every week, everyone. Have a good one. Where does he get those wonderful toys?